0: okay hi guys and welcome to no hello everybody i'm dominic from backyard cinema and welcome to yardcast this is the bi-week podcast where i bi-weekly podcast where i'm joined by my brother nick oh, fucking
1: hell. <laughs> what's the matter the ca got you pushing too many pencils pardon my french but you're an asshole
0: Job Hi guys, I'm Dominic from Backyard Cinema, and welcome to Yardcast. This is our bi-weekly podcast about movies, where I'm joined by my brother Nick, and we talk a whole lot of rubbish about exciting stuff in the cinema that we've seen, that we want to see, and some uh, some information to share with you. So I'm joined here again by my brother Nick. Hello, Nick. Hello. Back again. I know this is episode two. I know. Who would I've... have thought we made it through episode one? Only episode two of the current series, though, surely. I, it's very optimistic, the idea of that there might be more than one series, but I, I like your... You've got to think big. I, I, well, yes. Maybe the series could just last forever. An everlasting series, or episode 494. Why not? Yeah, I suppose people we'll do that, don't they, with podcasts. You go on and on, but we've got some quite exciting stuff. I think the most exciting thing um, that has happened since doing episode one is people have contacted us with uh, either corrections on stuff we got wrong of which yes. there was a few um things they want to talk more about or even just um, they want to join in they want hey, to hang have, on, hang on a minute Pe- people have listened people apparently people have so. listened this to, is the thing of the internet there aren't there's no there's no guidelines they' will listen li- you to put,
2: anything will not they any old nonsense
0: you can put anything you want on there I'd want well, not anything but no. even anything you yeah. can find on certain sites. Like anything you want is on there so people have listened and um, so we've got a really an exciting show actually we've done a bit of research into it for once so don't i mean not much that not that's to that's be mistaken fair. for serious research this will just be the ramblings of two brothers in their everlasting quest for finding out what's going on in the cinema world and what films are the best and what aren't sometimes not even that sometimes not even that. i'm just gonna take my shoes off because it's taken yet again a while for us to get the mac working um, I love the Mac. It'll probably ding or alarm or turn off or reboot. Who knows? Anything. There's probably an update happening now while we're recording. I can never tell. It's but exciting. It just keeps you on the toes. You never know what's going to happen. we might just pop up and say, no podcast this week, guys. See you later.
2: But we will but, drag ourselves out of the shallow grave that it buries us in. Leo style.
0: Oh, very good reference. Well, that's the exciting thing. So we've got... I want to run through on a bit of... What's going to happen? We've got Oscars. It's Oscar Week. We've had the BAFTAs. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk Oscars and what we think. We've also got a very exciting new show Backyard Backyard cinema that I'm going to talk to you guys about. A bit of behind the scenes stuff. Let you know what that's all about. We've also got. Um, I want to talk about last week. We spoke about IMAX. Um, what was it? And um, someone got in contact and invited us down to the IMAX. and I met. I went a behind the scenes tour of the IMAX and met one of London's oldest projectionists, Mr. IMAX. Hey, hey that was his Max. name. Yeah. Ian Max Ian was Max. his name yeah. friendly dude hates films loves screens no it was really cool actually it was like a school trip there's some photos which I'd say were put on the website which we don't have yet but at some point <laughs> I'll put online um, but it also means that people can contact us. we've got a Twitter account Nick do you know what, what that is? what's Twitter? <coughs> what is it's a, Twitter? it's a bit like Facebook is that, that? With less is that characters that website you know what Twitter is do you use Twitter? No, not at all. I've got you nothing don't even to say. Use it to read. I've got you nothing don't... to say. But do you read Twitter? Do you have no. a Twitter? Account? You don't no. even oh, you don't even use it for no. information. No. Okay. Do you use Instagram? No. No, that's picture based no. one. So yeah. we've got oh, you use email. I've heard of email. You've got email. I know I've got have... email. You've still got a Hotmail account. I've right? got email. <laughs> um, so we've got you can contact us at Yardcast at backyardcinema.co.uk. Um and you can also tweet us at Yardcast underscore cast I think Are you sure about I can't that I can not yeah well yeah yard underca- underscore cast unfortunately a yard cast already exists which is about gardening mm. um, as excited <laughs> as I was to see how many followers we had no that's not us that's we're going to have gardening. to
2: brainstorm some new names then
0: yeah definitely but well no 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 yard cast is good keep it Yeah. unite yard I know. full stop cast who had that idea uh, I think it was you it might have been sure you sure it yes. was me alright alright fine but you haven't got Twitter and you don't know what Instagram No. Is. <laughs> Um, what else have we got to talk about as well so um, the 80s remakes st- stirred up quite a lot of <laughs> uh, conversation amongst people that heard it it was one
2: big main topic really wasn't there that, 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 that sparked this off the whole conversation of 80s remakes and that was that was Point Break oh yeah which I was told in no uncertain terms is not an 80s film at all it's, it's released a 90s in film 90, 91, 91 I believe that's <laughs> so a good start I think
0: it's still the content it was the favourite bit of content People. It's the said thought that they liked, people liked it but we've got some stuff and to talk about, hear from some of our listeners, of which we were unaware that there were any. Fantastic. Um, so that would be quite cool and quite fun. How so are they all? They're listening. Uh, <laughs> how are all four of they sat
2: eight? downstairs, aren't they? <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're listening at the door. Uh-huh. They're listening at the door. Well, it's been, in, I mean, how's, outside of what we're going to talk about specifically, it's been a couple of weeks. How have you been? I, I fear somewhat you've been busy in, in America a lot with your TV making career. I've been to America, yes. And I went to
2: Long Island. It was very nice. It was very successful. Filming some interviews when for I say TV a wonderful making, show. I don't mean you were being filmed in a TV
1: show. Absolutely not. You're no, behind no. the camera, as always, and most
2: me. comfortable behind the camera. Amazing. Uh, no, it was great. It was really good. It went really well. Met some interesting people. Went for a little drive around Long Island. Is that I experienced cool? temperatures the likes of which I have never experienced before. It got down to minus eighteen in Jesus. good old-fashioned English units.
0: Minus um, eighteen degrees. And guess where I decided what to go where-
2: on the day where it got down to minus eighteen. The so cinema, the beach. <laughs> what, the what, beach. Remember so a walk beach? along. There was snow on the beach. The sand was frozen. It was just me and the Atlantic. Uh, frozen
0: sand. Is that not glass?
2: Uh, no, that's <laughs> heated sand. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but close. Cinema- maybe no one's. Maybe no one's tried no to freeze one's... it before. Maybe it, maybe it frozen creates something sand. else. Some sort of like.
0: The, you still got the sea doesn't freeze. There's waves.
2: The sea can freeze. Yeah. yeah. Does it? Are you
0: fami- familiar with the Arctic? Well, uh, that's. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't stroll around on the beach in the Arctic. No. But no. the sea can freeze. Of course it can freeze. But yes. wait, there's still whatever. Yeah. So remember the Titanic? Uh, there were icebergs, not technically frozen sea. What are they then? Well, oh, big bits of ice in the sea. And where have they come from? Mm, frozen sea. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Fine. Well, Leo, again, we. Leo, he's had a good time, Leo. And well, my fear about you being away and so busy is that. There's a lot to talk about with Oscars and award season, and it's kind of it's quite an intense time. So you have to go and see all these films. Mm. And even for me, and I go three, four times a week, it does get tricky. And it's toss up between should you watch a Marvel film or should you go and watch these Oscar nominated of the main of the main contenders for best film
2: and best actor and best uh, best uh, actress and so on. I think I've seen one of them.
0: That's terrible. Which for would this be the podcast. Revenant. Who I, I need to bring someone else in to talk to. Well, I've seen most of them, all of them, in fact, apart from one. I didn't get to see. Um, what was of Spies I saw half of that
2: on the plane on the way back
0: how could you watch half a film on the plane I had to get off the plane I landed you're <laughs> not timing your plane journey properly surely it's militant I, you, I tried, no. tried to
2: stay I couldn't there was some sort of security issue I had to get off they insisted
0: you get off. did you watch the Bafters? yep that was good yeah 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 yeah. BAFTAs were cool I, I love it the, I like the BAFTAs a lot Pro yeah. British but also I just feel like it's a bit more uh, it's less wanky uh, I think technical wanky term? I think wanky is a technical term I mean, well it's good
2: isn't it because it gives you an idea of who's going to win at the Oscars
0: Well it didn't last year for Best Picture and Best Director it was, Oh no Director was but Picture was different wasn't it mm. uh, Birdman won everything at the Oscars whereas it didn't win everything at the BAFTAs What was the big year. winner
2: last year at the BAFTAs? Uh,
0: what was the big winner last year? Great British was Pride uh, Actor was Eddie again um, Oh Director was uh, what's he called the Mexican guy? Whom? The guy that directed Birdman and Reverend uh, Alessandro, um, and then what did win the best picture? Oh, I can't remember now. Fuck.
2: One um, for the cutting room floor. One for the, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, I researched this year's Oscars.
0: But this has been. You, Tell me
2: about it then. What was your What was your favourite of the uh,
0: of the the batch you saw? I've got, um, let's go through the um, who's been nominated for what because it's on Sat Sunday. Do you watch it live? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not live. I'm gonna watch it live. I'm gonna buy it. What time is it on? Like two in the morning. Midnight. Well, there's UK a really good time. there's a really good roundup show. I if I could watch the like roundup shows for hours and hours and hours, like yeah. just recapping the best films and going in. There's a few interviews and then they get a few people. There's normally that guy from Film Forward, does some bits. Uh, someone from the Guardian normally says a few things. They normally do it an England-based. Although they do it, in, are they? In a, yeah, I think they're there live doing it, aren't they? Steve Jones was doing it last year, I think. Like,
2: was he now? Yeah, and they the get a thing. few
0: guests on, and they do a build up, and they talk about the films, and I get really excited about it. And then it says, "Turn over now to the Oscars." And if you haven't purchased it, you cannot. You have to go to bed, and then you just wake up to 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 text them to really the internet saying, "Yeah." But what you have to do is you have to buy it. Sky do like an Oscar channel. Yeah. You have to buy the channel. I think mean, it's about twenty five quid. Twenty five quid. I think it's something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For an award show, really? American TV, but I'm quite interested to watch it for Chris Rock, and I'd like to see because you can't ever re-watch a lot of that stuff. Unless you watch it live, like the VMAs, uh, MTV Awards, all that American stuff, you never get to see them full unless you watch it live. And I'm quite interested to see what Chris Rock does because he said he rewrote a load of material. He's the only black person at the Oscars. That would be quite fun. Won't Probably it? not the only. <laughs> well, not the only one. That's the uh, the ongoing joke, isn't it? 99 problems, but an Oscar ain't one. Um... <laughs> So, what um, are the big ones then? So, Best Picture. some. There were some amazing films in there. The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max: Fury Road. I really love that Mad Max is still up there. Oh no, came, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen it. Canada. Came out so long ago.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's
0: like just crept in after uh, yes. in in this year's uh, categories. The Martian, The Reverend, Room, which is really cool that that's in there. Um, which is a small indie film with uh, what's the name? George
2: Miller, the director of Mad Max: Fury Road. Do yes. you know what else is on his CV? Go on. The original Mad Max, Mad Max 2, I believe Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Babe, and... Pig in the City,
0: and Happy Feet. <laughs> well I'll tell you what else that was surprised me actually. I, mean, I love this. <coughs> I wonder if you know this. I hope you don't. Um, so the so for me Reverend is up there and big and uh, and spotlight for me are the two big ones right. they were the two best films of the year both very different though Reverend is like this big huge cinematic beautiful mental just yeah. epic thing and spotlight is an epic story in itself and it's beautiful and it's well there's no words in the reverend no one really talks very much there's not much chatter there's not enough. much chatter where Spotlight's complete opposite minimal action this huge amount of dialogue, I and mean, it's really interesting to sit back and just watch it all happening. So, so one thing I always said about, oh, what was um, Spotlight like? Said it reminded me of season five of The Wire because it's all about the press, and it's really in there with the press, and you're sat in the room, and you're seeing the inner workings of the press and how they go after stories. Well, do you remember season five of The Wire? I do. Do you remember the guy who um, told the story, and then it ended up being a lie, and he gets fired? Yes. That's him. Really? Yeah, he's the actor. Yeah, he is the actor that played that guy. And when you go on his IMDb, the first thing that comes up is a picture of him in *The Wire*. He directed *Spotlight* and wrote it. Well, in- although he didn't write it, he did the screenplay adaptation.
2: In slightly connected news, there's a new *Predator* film has been announced. Really? Uh, it's going to be directed by Shane Black. Now, Shane Black directed *Iron Man 3*, but he was also in the original *Predator*. He was the guy who gets killed first. What really? Yes.
0: That's, so he knows
2: all about it. He knows exactly ridiculous. what's going on. He's the guy who chases after the woman that they find. And he said, Calm down, calm down. You know, you are not going to hurt you. are not going to hurt you. She looks over to her right. And then suddenly, bang.
0: And he gets taken out. Yeah. Not the skunk scene. I love that one. Not the skunk scene. No, no. no yeah. But I thought that was amazing. So, and then all of a sudden it starts clicking. It's like he must have been really, he must have, he must love the story or really like the newsroom or be really into that. But what a mad CV.
2: Well, was he a journalist
0: beforehand? I bet I he was. I don't know. Was. I don't know enough about him. I didn't have enough time to, to read up on it. I just was sort of wanting to find out the background of Spotlight and where the film came from. Why it's so good. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 he was there. So he's got two nominations. He's up for well, it's up for best film, but then he's up for original screenplay. Screenplay.
2: Uh, original screenplay or adapted.
0: Yeah.
2: Adapted. Fantastic stuff. Adapted
0: screenplay, which is cool. Yeah. So good work. <laughs> So Leonardo, there's lo- quite a bit controversy. Constro- controversy. There's quite a bit of controversy around uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and obviously this is his like he has to get an Oscar or else he's going to kill himself. Kind of banter is flying around everywhere. We'll right? probably
2: wipe his tears with the dresses of supermodels on a yacht somewhere <laughs> if he doesn't win. But it's definitely going to be his year. I think we mentioned it last week. It's got to be his year.
0: I think it will be his year. I think he's only. Uh, he, he, I put like Eddie Rayman Redmayne oh, I was going Rayman Eddie Rayman uh, the Danish girl the film wasn't good enough to support his fantastic performance um, so it's kind of been missed Trumbo wasn't good enough Brian Cranstone, Cranston uh, Cranston Cranston <laughs> yeah it's got an E on my bit of paper <laughs> <laughs>
2: doesn't belong there
0: <laughs> no but Trumbo was alright wasn't that wasn't amazing um, and then Fast I read Fastbender with Steve Jobs was wicked was really really good Yeah, but then I think, like as we've discussed previously in the actual pub, was um, in order to get an Oscar, you have to put yourself through some kind of physical slash emotional pain. You just have to go through a lot. Yeah, you have to go through a transformation, don't
2: you? You have to sort of, you have to earn it. You have to really work for it. I think we're going over ground from last week, but Eddie Redmayne. Playing uh, Stephen Hawking in *The Fear of Everything*, you know, yeah, big transformation a
0: thing does so like so much uh, method work where he was like really like I mean I thought I was watching a documentary of Stephen Hawking when yeah, I watched yeah, that yeah. film like you just did you forgot it was Eddie yeah and I think the same in *The Reverend* it was I really enjoyed it uh, there's a few people I've spoken to that've been like ah oh, it's alright it's a bit sort of nothing but it was kind of cool um, I thought it was absolutely fantastic and I I, I do think that I mean, it was weird to have Leonardo didn't really talk of just go
2: a few times well, he didn't need to he was talking with his eyes and he's like it actions. was mental it? Like the camera the right <laughs> in his
0: face and he's all breathing on the camera and he's buried alive and he's yeah, yeah. shot and he's the thing coming out of his neck but if you think back, back to good. other sort of
2: winners uh daniel day lewis you know from my left yeah effort. well daniel lewis is
0: a full-time effort actor isn't he like his wife says openly that she lives with she lived with lincoln for Twelve months or something like.
2: Which would have been quite nice. I I, I liked him in Lincoln. He, he was like a warm, fuzzy old man. It was nicer than in uh, Gangs Tone. of New York. Yes. Don't want to live with Bill the Butcher. No,
0: Jesus. Could you imagine? Unless he liked you, then the other side would be all right. Then you're in. Then you're in. But that's exciting. So look, we're going to say we, we think the Reverend's going to win the best picture, right? We're going to go with that. The we're revenant some, What did I call it? The
2: re- the, reverend. <laughs> the Reverend. The Reverend.
0: The <laughs> Reverend.
2: The Revenant, Yeah. The yeah.
0: Revenant um, best picture do you know what I thought would be cool with The Reverend, Revenant what's that is uh, if it was just as gritty and hardcore and in your face and mental but it was a fantasy film and it was like someone like Aragon running around I'd like to see that
2: well there's chat to be had a little bit later about more R rated films when they wouldn't be R rated <gasps> given the success of Deadpool
0: amazing I'd like to talk about that alright we'll come back to we that we shall um, leading role I think it's got to be Leo it would be nice to see Leo leading actress i got two here that I'd like um Seesha which I know Seesha Ronan. Have you ever seen her name written down?
2: Uh yes. It's um <laughs> I had to go We'll on. come we'll come back to this. It's uh it's something like score. C-R-O-Z. No, it's uh yeah.
0: But you pronounce it Sersha.
2: No, I don't think you do. Yeah, sirsha I li- I checked it. What, you listen to the thing. Well on I thought YouTube. it was Sasha. No.
0: But it's Sersha. Is it? Yeah there's that American dude, isn't it? Go Surisha. Okay. Saoirse. Because
2: there was an article on... It's like one of those where often when I read books, I read words and don't actually think about how they're pronounced and just have them in my head.
0: Yeah, and then you come around to reading Um, them. But that's, I mean, it's not often that we come to contact with a fairly fully Irish name. So it's quite quite a lot of controversy because she's obviously very popular. It's written down everywhere and no one knows how to read it. Yeah. So um, that's, that's why this dude's done a YouTube on it. Um, but that was Brooklyn. I'm assuming you haven't seen Brooklyn. Uh, you'd assume correctly. it's uh, it was great. it was beautiful. I'm a bit of a romantic soppy idiot, so I loved it. I What's went, it about. We, um, well, she is she moved, she's an Irish girl, goes to Brooklyn, falls in love with an American dude, um, but it's kind of but it's set, uh, olden days, so she lives with like a church uh, commune out there. so she's just a very cute, sweet Irish person and it's about it's just it's lovely. it's love and it's Are you sure it's not Saoirse? no Sersha, Sershire. Sarah Shur. Yeah, I've written like the letters how it should be sent. I've
2: phonetically written it down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sarah <Shur. laughs> It is. I'll check. Uh, maybe someone can correct us. Check it. Someone can correct us. we we'll get on YouTube now and check. Um, but I'll tell you who else I'm pleased is in there. Because you've got Kate Blanchett, Jennifer Lawrence, enjoy. She wasn't that good, enjoy. She is good. And actually, maybe we're just getting used to how good she is all the time. Did you see Joy? Yeah.
2: What did you think? Mm. People have called it Erin Mopovich.
0: <laughs> it's just a bit. It goes on for ages. And. Uh, like I don't know just didn't hit like Silver Linings Playbook for me was the best film one of the best films of that year I like, loved it loved it and it's this whole same cast and I thought it was going to be similar but a different story and it just just wasn't as good I'm afraid um, and then 45 years um, I didn't get around to watching that but Charlotte Rampling is going to be amazing in that which I can imagine she is, she is in everything she does but um, Brie Larson is in there for Room mm-hmm. and I've been following Brie Larson in like uh, she did Short Term 12 which is fantastic um, and then she's done Room, which is actually feels quite similar, plays a quite a similar character. And then um, she was also in like Trainwreck recently, which is I suppose her first gateway into yeah. mainstream movies. So I'd like to see either Brie or Sierrashire. Oh, I was so confident after my Shahila Booth m- mess up last week <laughs> that I'd got this right, and that you're filling me with that. So Sierrashire, Sha sure. I'm sure.
2: putting my money on Sorsha. Sure.
0: It's not Saw, Sea. No, I but that's ru- an
2: Irish name. No, I'm and telling I, you. There was a girl at work who was called Sorcha. Well, it's Saoirse. Okay.
0: The Big Short <laughs> was one of, again, one of my favourite films. I'm so glad it's in for Best Picture. How interesting is this? But the guy that wrote Big Short, um, or the guy that directed Big Short, he's, a guy, he's mainly involved with uh, Will Ferrell movies, like Step Brothers, Anchorman, the other guys. Really? And then he goes and does The Big Short. So mm. it must be something he's really passionate about. Like, it's a really, like you come out of that film angry, yeah. really angry with like banks. He must have everything. a journalistic
2: background of some sort. Do you think? Cool. Well, The
0: Big Short is, uh, is, do you know anything about it?
2: No. Uh, it's about the housing crisis, isn't it? Correct, the, Not yeah. the housing crisis, the uh, crash. The, the, yeah, the, financial crash the economy. In crash fact, there's a good film called, called Margin
0: Call, cool. cool, which actually going back now isn't as good. But if you watch do a double bill, watch The Margin Call, then watch The Big Short, you'll want to go and burn down HSBC. <laughs> um, like, it's, it's that don't,
2: don't do that they've got my money in it
0: yeah it's pretty intense though it's good fantastic cast again directing is going to be the reverend I think um, but then editing you've got to be Mad Max gotta yes. be Yeah. Like, yeah that yeah, is, yeah. It was, that in was an incredible film
2: that was an incredible film I've never really seen anything quite like that
0: Like that it, blew my
2: tiny mind
0: it was mental wasn't it yeah like it was it was just constant and I remember thinking how do you even make something like this Like how do you I mean, is that storyboarded up on the wall or are they just sat there it, in editing suite playing with it until it's right? No, I
2: think it must be. I think it must be. There were some reports that came out when that was being shot. There were some reports that Tom Hardy wasn't very happy with what was going on and he confronted uh, George Miller, the director, basically to say, this isn't a film. This has got no storyline. We're not doing anything. This is just one long action sequence. You don't know what you're doing. Um, Miller managed to talk him down really? and I think when the film uh, was released and Hardy saw the final cut I think he recanted everything he, he loved said it. and said actually yeah you're completely right
0: well there must be so much as Tom Hardy in that film that you do not get to see until the premiere
2: yeah 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 you just wouldn't have even seen it and the same with all Mad Max films it's not really about Mad Max he's no. not really the hero that much he's not really that mad either you know he's not he's not the sort of guy who can do no, anything he's, not. he's going to come and rescue everyone he's almost a secondary character
0: He's not as mad as he was in Lethal Weapon, for example. No, <laughs> when mad, he is mental. Mad in that. When's the last time you saw Lethal Weapon?
2: Uh, probably a while ago, a few years ago. But I've, I often see it's often on TV. I often see little bits of it now and again. And it's you sort of
0: mental and well, good. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. good, like because oh, the franchise turned into a bit of a farce because, like, Lethal Weapon Three when they were in Chinatown and stuff. And yeah, like that was. I pants. saw Lethal Weapon Three of like a, as a child, and it was like, and it was just like, oh yeah, and it was all quite comedy esque. Leaf Weapon 1, if you go yeah, back yeah, to yeah. it, it's bloody good because yeah. we did it at our Christmas gig um, as one of our Christmas films, obviously. Yep. And even the opening scene, like with the Jingle Bells, like, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. just, and he's met crazy eyes. And there's no sort of, yeah, it's no, there's not HD cameras either, so it feels quite raw and old school. It's just like, it's
2: just Mel Gibson's Mel Gibson raw Gibson madness just, in your
0: face. Yeah, and Danny Glover. <laughs> Right, documentary for me was a big one. I watched this on the plane actually, and I've since watched it again with my housemate. Forced him to watch it, and he was gobsmacked at how, how brilliant it was. And that's Cartel Land. And I urge all of you to stop what you're doing. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on, I think it's on Netflix. No, it's not on Netflix. We had to rent it. But it's worth renting. Watch it now. Watch it now. Turn it's amazing. The shit off and well, because Amy got the BAFTA, and I wonder if that's because it's Britain. I don't know if Amy will get the BAFTA in America, the Oscar, the Oscar in America. But, um,. Cartel Land, Jesus Christ, immense! It's amazing. As you, I mean, this subject is obviously always madly interesting, but it's like a cross between Cloverfield, but it's real and just some of the and like, uh, it's just it's just crazy. The characters in it are absolutely insane, and it you forget halfway through that it's a documentary and it's real people, Sounds and good. its storytelling is done so brilliantly. And it's the same guy that like directed it, shot it, and everything. And it's like, how are you even there for these moments? And he just his storytelling is so precise. He's just worked, he's got all the footage and he's worked it in such a way that there are there's twists and there's like things that happen. It's like it's brilliant. It's very good. Fantastic. There you go. Um, and that's it. And then you've got all the other ones, haven't you? You've got like, oh my original music, original score would be nice for Star Wars to get an Oscar. Star Wars has won many Oscars is in this it? time. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, special effects, Oscars. Oh yeah, we might get get special Sound effects is, visual effects as no, well. but
2: the franchise has won many, many Oscars. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Well I
0: stand corrected, and I was a bit like Naive even thinking that they don't really give out oscars to big movies like that but
2: I suppose no Well, remember in Lord of the Rings return of the king cuz that was always nominated every year the Lord of the Rings film would be nominated for certain oscars and finally But never return for like best
0: picture what so what what different why are those so Star Wars probably the most watched film this entire year why does that not make it into best picture um what's the what's the category difference we all, quite, well, we all kind of know deep down But no one actually knows For these
2: sort of award seasons It's you know it, People want things to be I guess the Academy Want things to be highbrow Don't they They want they want You know These awards to be A reflection of all the hard work That's put in And um, But Star Wars Definitely won Oscars In the past the Star Wars franchise For special effects hard work Sound design And the likes
0: Yeah
2: I think the original Superman Won an Oscar as well For a special effects
0: Oh, yeah, even Superman more. the movie. Really? Back in the 70s, yeah. What, when he lifts that bit of ice up? Where he freezes the I lake think... and carries the ice?
2: No, that's Superman 3. three. where yeah, he turns yeah, into yeah, a robot. Yeah, yeah. but I I think Star Wars, I think, so was, I think uh, episode um, 3, uh, 4, sorry, a New Hope, won um, special effects, special effects well, Oscar, yeah. because that was, no one had ever really seen anything like that before. That's true. And these really are effects, you know, these are models, you know, flying yeah, yeah, around. yeah. Um, so yeah, it blew people's minds.
0: That's cool. These are the droids we're looking for. So last week we talked about eighties remakes. Well actually Nick inspired us to talk about this because Point Break had come out, and although <laughs> technically yeah. it was made in nineteen ninety-one and it's not an eighties remake, it's still in the same vein. It's this remake, reboot, it's the Robocops, it's all the other ones out there. They seem to be popping up everywhere. It's Nightmare on Elm Street. And so we couldn't really remember many off the top of our head. So I'm going to read a few out for you, Nick, and you're going to tell me whether they were good or whether they were bad. Let's hope I've seen them then. Yeah, well, even if you haven't seen them, I think you'll know. That's why I read, like, it's one of those one star moments where you don't go and see them. And then there was also a couple of people. um, Pumba got in touch. Pumba? Uh, Pumba, I don't know if that's his real name or his, uh, like, fake name, but he sent us a, a Twitter. He sent us a Twitter. Pumbaa sent us a Twitter and East. said you idiots you forgot 21 Jump Street which is a very good film a very good remake
2: yeah not of a film though of a TV series
0: no that's, oh it was a TV series
2: it was a TV series does that series.
0: not uh, What? Well, that's not but, um, but
2: yeah still sorry, in the same Pumba. vein <laughs> still in the same vein but it was yeah it was very good I enjoyed that I enjoyed it fully I liked the sequel as well oh, I didn't like
0: the sequel as much but the first one did Do really know, make me laugh
2: there's rumours there's rumours that were sort of dismissed a few several months ago maybe you towards the beginning of last year but there was rumours that were sort of dismissed as a joke that the studio was going to combine the world of 21 Jump Street and Men in Black. Remake. Right. Eh? What? No, they were going to combine the characters. Oh, sorry. The characters listening. from 21 Jump Street and the characters from Men in Black were going to combine. What? Now, this <laughs> apparently what? is not as ridiculous or as sort of rumour-tastic as you would immediately think. Apparently... It's being talked about.
0: Talk me. Let's talk through this.
2: That's all I know. Well, you're only going to. That's do all it. anyone You're, you're knows. only
0: going to get it if Will Smith's in it. But he, and Will Smith turned down the new Independence Day. No, no, no. Day, well, so
2: you like. know the characters, the world, the universes are going to collide.
0: Will Smith is Men in Black. You'd also say that he is he Independence did a song. Day. You would have said that he
2: is Independence Day, but he's no, no, if no. Jeff Goldblum's
0: that. in Independence Day. But no, he kind of is Independence Day a bit. But no, he definitely was Men in Black. Like he was. Those, like he's everything about. I it.
2: quite enjoy Tommy Lee Jones. Eh?
0: Yeah, Tommy Jeans is good in it, but yeah. it's but it's it's Will Smith's film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He th- he's did, even did the yeah, single. But there could
2: be cameos like in 21 Jump Street, the movie. Uh, where well, they Depp just pop in and have Oh, do P-
0: oh, so you have the new agents?
2: Yeah, Starsky and Hutch cameos okay, from the yeah, original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dudes, David Starsky. The
0: cameos were very good in 21 Jump Street. It was good. Johnny yeah, Depp yeah, yeah. was funny. But um, on, a, on, it, on a quick it. Google search of 80s remakes that were good, Footloose, and apparently it's got 74% on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: It was a remake of Footloose.
0: Apparently so. God knows. <laughs> I know. Like a High School Musical, or something, But that's one. Uh, the prime example saying you shouldn't remake. Yeah. Um. And oh, one that I thought of. Um yeah. Well, there's two that I thought of. Yeah. Dread. The remake of Judge Dread.
2: Yeah. Was good. Yeah. Reboot. But yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the other one, uh, a film that we that was grew written up with. by Alex
2: Garland, who did Ex Machina. Which was very good.
0: Ah, amazing. Oh, and that was up for original script.
2: It was in the BAFTAs, most definitely. Yes, I think it's in the Oscar
0: as well. Uh no, it's not actually. Yeah, it's in BAFTAs. That's oh, why I like the BAFTAs more. Um so what does this noise mean anything to you? <coughs> ah Hmm Killer Fish. Remember the Piranha? film Piranhas? Yeah. yeah, have you yeah, ever yeah. seen Piranhas 3D, double D?
2: Uh, I I have to say I turned it off fairly fairly early on
0: maybe I was on drugs but I do remember enjoying it (laughs) (laughs) there was a bit where someone's hair gets caught in the back of a boat Yep. And the boat drives off and it take, rips her entire, it's not the scalp, but facial skin off and leaves just a skeleton's head.
2: I remember our mother uh, telling me I wanted to go to the fair, the Stephen Each Town Centre fair that was in the old town. Yep. And I wanted to go on the Ferris wheel and she told me I couldn't go on it because a couple of days previously, a girl had caught her hair in the mechanism while on the ride and it had ripped her entire scalp off. And that that, that vision, <laughs> that idea stuck with me and it stuck with me to this day and really? it, I that's actually true, I think it prevented it? me from going on the uh, going on the Ferris wheel forever and not forever the last time I did go on one a couple of years later and it smelled strongly of vomit and I think there was some vomit on my fingers when I came off so I haven't been on one since apart from no. the London Eye who but pukes on the Ferris wheel probably the girl who had her hair ripped off
0: oh. oh well that's why would I make that up she just didn't want to pay £4 for you to go on a Ferris wheel
2: I don't know maybe she was afraid of it would have been £4 back then
0: it would have been like a quid yeah, 50p I reckon. Well, times are tight back then. this <laughs> old town. Okay, well I I've got a list here of um there are some maybes. So, um James uh e- e- emailed in and said, "What about Karate Kid?" Hey, we made that? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I I thought it was poo.
2: Um again, I got some some way into it.
0: Why, is it, why do you keep turning films off? Because I don't like them.
2: <laughs> need to get stick
0: through it. So the ones that were bad: A Team, terrible. Yeah, saw that. Uh, that the rubbish. Thing, terrible. Yeah. Fame, god awful. And I really like musicals, and I hated every moment of it. Conan the Barbarian. Did you know they remade that?
2: Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No You're need. Halfway through that, did you? No need. No, didn't even, didn't
0: even. Clash of the Titans. Yeah, no, saw that. That was rubbish. Awful. Arthur, poor Arthur Brand. Yeah. Terrible. Don't want to say that. Miami Vice. Don't want to see that. And the Dukes of Hazard. Don't want to see that. No, there you go. Well, they're all like one or two stars. Yeah, did pretty badly. So,
2: I'm mainly remakes of. Uh, see, if you're remaking a TV show, well, not even remaking it. If you're if you're bringing out a film based on a TV show, that's not too bad, is it? You know, you've got this universe. You've got this sort of like these characters. Yeah, you want to just make and a, you can make a film. I don't. You know, that's that's not the end of the world. They're probably not going to be that great, but. But it was just the idea of remaking films where there was nothing wrong with the original. Where the only reason why they were being remade was simply because it was an easy idea and you didn't have to do that much work.
0: To- well, um, the, I think, the, the, the rate, although we missed a couple of good ones, there were, what, 20 on Jump Street, apparently Footloose, um, and Dread. Uh, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So that's it. Three out of the possible. I mean, I've not only listed the really yep. bad ones, not even the, yep. the ones I, that went unmissed. Um, so we're sticking by our guns and saying that we should not be remaking 80s films no, unless it's it. Highlander or any other suggestions you might want to send us a tweet at yard underscore cast or you can send us an email at yardcast at backyardcinema.co.uk fantastic
2: they are yeah. making a film of Baywatch though which they're making a film of Baywatch? yeah it's got Zac Efron in it it's got The Rock
0: well I like The supportive. Rock Dwayne Johnson I've been watching Ballers I've done the whole season 1 uh, and he doesn't really act in it very much, but I do just like him, I think, as a person. I've got a lot of time for him as well. I like it when he does his cheat eat, his cheat eat days yeah. on Instagram. And he looks very, very funny. He seems like a funny bloke. Lovely man. <laughs> so, we last week, we were talking about the IMAX. And uh, we it was apparent that we didn't really know what makes an IMAX an IMAX. Now, we very foolishly said... Than an imax oh it's just a bigger screen and i think it's got that curve in it hasn't it and it's probably quite loud well we were sounds like, about the, our level the the, the, the sorry, sorry, thing is uh carmen got in touch and actually said well i work at the imax and not only do i work at the imax but i know one of london's oldest projectionists a guy called michael um, who was responsible for putting together all the 70mm stuff for Hateful Eight in Leicester Square mm-hmm. and also does all the 70mm and 35mm stuff in the IMAX because they obviously have digital, but they also have old school proper IMAX projectors um, which, are shot, which are on the 75mm and 35mm. So I, um, I got invited down there. I went oh. to the IMAX. I went behind the scenes. And it's quite interesting um, because it's the complete opposite end of the spectrum of Backyard Cinema. We'd love to have enormous huge screens, but we're often in warehouses or basements or uh, on floating platforms or, or, or all sorts of stuff. Um, so, I, so it was quite cool. So I went down and met him, and I actually I had a chat with him, and I interviewed him. So I've got that for us in a minute. Fantastic. we're going to have a little listen to. And, and it was quite interesting. Um, I did also do some research into the IMAX and what is it? And I found some quite funny stuff on, uh, on Google, uh, which says like the most asked questions about the IMAX. Um, and so the top one's quite geeky. Is what's the resolution of an IMAX screen? What is it? Well, lots of different numbers on here, but uh, the equivalent of 6K revolution according to the Xenia vice president of IMAX, a 15 perforation, 70mm IMAX film negative captures an estimated 18K, which is the equivalent of 18,000 horizontal pixels. Good lord! What does that mean? What does it mean? I suppose in comparison, to well, 4K TV is coming out, isn't it, at the moment? And that's quite a big thing. So, like yeah. UHD. Uh, And we know how many pixels are on your, your resolution on your computer is probably, what, 1280 by 920. Get a calculator, quick. Yeah, exactly. The second one was, what is an IMAX theatre? This one I was incredibly pleased with because it said, uh, what did it say? The IMAX experience combines the hugely powerful digital sound and patent crystal clear digital projection with much larger, slightly curved and tilted, specially treated IMAX high deformation screen. I think Ooh. what that means in short is it's a much bigger, louder, curved screen. Well, we and were right like, then, weren't we? No, no, oh. we're, we're completely spot on. Shut um, the door. The other question is how big is the IMAX screen? I quite like that one. Mm-hmm. A typical IMAX screen is sixteen meters high by twenty-two meters wide. It's approximately fifty-two by seventy-two feet. Good lord! But they can be much larger. The largest IMAX screen is thirty meters high. She's is 98 feet, 30 meters. Where's that found? It uh, doesn't say on my sheet of paper, but I'd imagine it's the one, I know that the one in Waterloo is the biggest one in Europe. Well, that's so let's right say one. that one. <laughs> let's go with that. And then uh, I like the, the next question. So these are the top five asked questions about IMAX. The last one is, when's the next Avengers movie? <laughs> 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 which, which I thought was very good. So uh, it doesn't say. 1st of May 2015, which has been a goal. So they're old questions, but that's all people care about with the IMAX. So, Willett, should we have a little listen to Michael and hear what he has to say in behind, inside the belly of the IMAX?
2: Strap me in, I'm ready to go.
0: Amazing, right. Well, let's, Michael,
2: uh, grandson of Ian Max.
0: Here we go. <laughs> Wait there. Pimple farming, paramecium munching on your own mucus, suffering from Peter Pan envy. Okay, well, hi guys. I'm down here at the BFI uh, IMAX. Um, I've been graced with a behind-the-scenes tour of the projection room at the IMAX. Um, so I'm here with Michael. Uh, Michael, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, what your role here is at the BFI IMAX? Uh,
1: my role is uh, operations manager digital, which sounds very uh, complicated, but it's, <laughs> it's it's not really. I'm responsible for sound and projection. At the BFI IMAX.
0: Okay, and is this is a, a a role that you've done for a, a long time. Basically, been doing it
1: since 1981. Wow! So one of the uh, the pros in the country, and the, definitely the city. Well, I, I try my
0: best. <laughs> <laughs> Very modest. Very, more modest than me. Michael, do you want to tell us a little bit about the difference of 70 mil and
1: 35 mil, for example? Well, the the 35 mil was the mainstay of cinema for, for nearly a hundred years. But back in the 50s, uh, because of the impact of television, cinema had to reinvent itself, so it produced widescreen processes like CinemaScope and uh, VistaVision. But these processes just used 35mm, particularly CinemaScope. So even though you made the picture bigger, it wasn't necessarily better quality. Okay. So studios then started to look at what they could do. They had experimented with 70mm back in the th- 1930s. Oh, wow. So they basically dug up the equipment and redesigned it, and they produced 70mm 570, which is what what Leicester Square would show, and what eight was. OK. Uh what IMAX did, they used the same film stock, but turned it on its side and made the frame three times as big. So it's 15 perforations, horizontal. So that's why you end up with a huge 1.43 to 1 aspect ratio picture on IMAX. And that is what defines IMAX. So in a
0: nutshell, what makes an IMAX
1: film? Well, a lot of the films now are DMR, which is remastering of either digital or 35mm or conventional 70mm okay so the aspect ratio could be anything between full IMAX which is 143 to 1 to 2.39 to 1 which would be like a letterbox across the middle of the frame oh right okay Um, so you you've got lots of variations it's not a definitive but the whole point of IMAX was it was so immersive because of the size of the screen Mm. and the quality that they apply to what they do for every stage, is, it's all about quality. Okay, And uh, so these reels, so we're looking at these physical reels,
0: and they are probably about two meters in diameter, and how heavy were they?
1: Uh, Interstellar was 280 kilos.
0: <laughs> they, are, they are beasts of films.
1: When they arrived, they weren't all one set reel. No, I mean, we were lucky. Interstellar came on three reels, so it was quite straightforward to splice together. But when we ran the last Hobbit film, There was about 80 reels because they're only like three minute reels. Wow. And it took two days to make the thing up because you need, because there's two eyes because it's 3D and it's. Oh, wow. And then, of course, the sound. Thanks, Peter. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then the sound is separate on IMAX film to the actual film. Oh,
0: so this is the other thing I wanted to find out as well because one thing that always hits me at IMAX is it's loud. Yes. But it's not just they've turned the volume up, it seems to be like behind
1: that screen is. A world of subwoofers and surround sound, unlike anywhere else. Yes, I mean the subwoofer is about the size of my house. So wow, it's like, <laughs> this is huge. <laughs> we play at a reference level because that's what the studios want. Okay. So and that's what the director wants, and so he should. So we know we're playing back exactly what he wants. As you know, it's not so much the dialogue is loud; it's just everything else, it's just to give that impact, yeah. that emotional impact to the film. Well, Interstellar, I can imagine sends the uh, the room
0: shaking, does it, with those long tones and Inception as well. Another score that just really hammers that bass and that subwoofer. That's right, yeah. And so, in your personal opinion, what's the best
1: format you can show a a film in? Um, If money was no object, every film would be IMAX. Okay but then not every film lends itself to IMAX. It's the great thing film. about, the whole thing about cinema is there's so many formats and there's so many films. You know, some directors might want to shoot in digital, some might want to shoot 16. Yeah, and films being made on yeah, iPhones alone. Yeah. And it's great because you've got all this technology and it's, it allows people with imagination to do what they want. So whether it be 16, digital, IMAX, conventional 70 mil, it's all great. And it's just, a, it's a wonderful, that's what I love about the business, it's just great. That's a fantastic answer, and I think we're
0: often put up against uh, being a pop-up cinema, we're often up against the ropes a little bit with um, trying to ensure that the cinema aspect of it is great. It's all very good having zombies running around or having mm. to crawl through an immersive environment or have a fantastic bar, but if your cinema bit is not good enough, people are, are going to be taking out of that world you're trying to create. Mm. And sometimes we can't have the biggest screen that we'd like, and sometimes we can't have the brightest projectors or even 3D or uh, the newest copies but I think you summed it up brilliantly there that as long as you've got imagination it allows the creators to create on all these different formats yes, so I'm right. very pro IMAX, it's the opposite end of the spectrum to what we do um, and if there's a big new
1: action film you do want to come and watch it at the BFI no, it's, it's a very immersive experience you know, as we were saying, like with Interstellar, it's like it's... Being in space Yeah. Yeah, great. Well, I
0: look forward to you guys doing a re-screening of Interstellar. It was my favourite film of two thousand fourteen, oh and the reel here, the seventy mil reel. We'll put some pictures up on uh, Twitter and on the uh, and on the site if uh, you guys to have a look at, because it is really a magical place. It's like the uh, it looks like a scene out of Star Wars. The amount of technology that's here. There's three huge projectors. It looks like an old across between an old factory and a sort of futuristic uh, screening room. So it's it's really quite magical, and you can see all the. The flashing lights of the picture and all the smiling faces down below you as well. So it's, it carries the real magic of cinema. Even though we're not using these reels on a regular basis. No, that's right. I feel like we still captured the magic of cinema, even in a digital format.
1: That's right, exactly. And cinema will progress on. It always reinvents itself. And what we've got now in 20 years' time, that would be, well that would be the past. Yeah, virtual reality. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> None of us will be in the same room. No, that's it.
0: That's it. <laughs> All right, well, I just want to say thank you again, Michael. It's been a great pleasure to uh, have you t- given us a tour round. And someone with so much of your experience, I'm glad I wasn't met by a, a 17-year-old who uh, just knew how the technology works. He's like someone who's been here for a long time um, and, and really in, dedicated and involved in cinema. So thanks very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great, excellent. <laughs> So that was Michael there from the IMAX. Uh, Quite interesting. What I did like, actually, because I I assumed he would be sort of uh, really sort of pro uh, 70mm and 35mm and all films should be shot on real film, and we've had some emails in at Backyard Cinema saying, you're not doing cinema, you're just playing a a DVD on a screen, it's not cinema. And actually, this guy kind of agreed with me, without even prompting, saying that, I said, what's your favourite format? And as you heard him say, he's like, "It it doesn't matter the beauty is that there's so many different types of uh, projection now is that it lends itself to whatever art form it is and there's that tangerine film that was shot all on an iphone 6 which is very popular you've got small indie films and then you've got people like peter jackson who shot all lord of the rings on 35 mil and of was course con-
2: like the thing, what what you're shooting on what film you're shooting on dictates the sort of the cameras that you have to use like 28 days later was one of the first Films to be shot on digital, and yeah. that gave Danny Boyle the freedom. It was obviously much smaller cameras, a lot more of a gritty sort of, yeah. you know, in-your-face film, film, and it gave him the ability to really get in there and to not have to, you know, have these massive cameras on these massive rigs. It was more handheld, more sort of shot in the moment, yeah. and you know, helped sort of dictate the style
0: of that film. Yeah, fantastic. And it's yeah, and, it, and as a result, it was it was brilliant, wasn't
2: it? It was absolutely fantastic great
0: great great well we'll put some pictures on the twitter account which i'm sure you're all uh, rushing to get to and you can see me grinning like a child with uh, the lord of the rings 35 mils uh, but in short imax is bigger and louder and it's got a curved screen we were right hey Hooray. we were right so thanks for that carmen thanks for the invite
2: very good thank you very much cool 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 so
0: do you want to know about some interesting films that are coming up? I want to know about some
2: interesting films that are coming up. So tell me, what Arnold Schwarzenegger film do you feel deserves a sequel? What have we been hanging out for? What have we been begging for?
0: Right, well, let's go through them very quickly. So originally, so we first saw him in, uh, well, we probably didn't see him in, but he was first in Hercules. We didn't really talk. I think he was dubbed wasn't he dubbed in Hercules? Who he just walked around carrying cars and stuff. Yep. Then he was in Conan the Barbarian, where he didn't really talk in that either. Not much chatter. And then after that was Terminator, his big first film. Uh, yeah. Terminator yeah, was his really big first one. Then he went straight into Predator. Then he, um, then he did Terminator Two, and then that's when his career went. And then he turned himself into a, a household name by doing stuff like Kindergarten Cop and Junior <laughs> and well,
2: Twins. Well, well. Whoa, Kindergarten Cop? No, kind- Kindergarten Cop. And it's not kindergarten. It, I know, everyone thinks and it's kindergarten. And this blew my mind when I discovered it. Yeah. Kindergarten Cop Kindergarten two is coming out. Kindergarten Cop 2 is coming out. Yeah, but it doesn't star, it doesn't star Arnie.
0: It's not a tumour. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do?
2: <laughs> Sadly, it doesn't star Arnie. Starring what? Dolph Lundgren. Who's that? Who's Dolph Lundgren? What? He-Man. Oh, yeah, Alright. best I friend. I only know him as He Man. It's actually happening. It's real. There's actually a trailer out at the moment. What? It doesn't sound real. It doesn't
0: sound like How you, know. you can't have Kindergarten Cop two without Arnold Schwarzenegger, sure? Apparently you can. Is it gonna be terrible?
2: I have no idea. Have you seen a trailer?
0: Yes. Does, does it look pretty terrible? much
2: a you know well, you know, I don't don't want to judge too harshly. But um it's pretty much the same thing.
0: Kindergarten cop two. Amazing. Can you believe right.
2: it? Can you believe it? We'll go and watch that. Something else go that on. is exciting that's in the works? It's only Mary Poppins 2.
0: <laughs> My housemate will be very pleased with that. It's his favourite film. Can you believe such a thing? Not really. Dick Van Dyke? He's no, Dickie's not there. Apparently Emily
2: Blunt is in the running for, uh, for The Lady with the Umbrella. That would be nice. Uh, but it's set 20 years after the original. The original was set in the 1920s. So we're going to be transported to the world in the 1940s. Amazing. Uh, Warsaw and London.
0: <laughs> it's gonna kind of, well, yeah. That'll be good. Bedknobs and Bruins It sticks. They should do that next.
2: Yes. No. I'd certainly be up for that. But um, yeah. Amazing. Did Very you think pop-pies. it was gonna happen? No. So, what I is it? Rum- didn't.
0: Rumors. It's happening. It's coming I out. It's, it's got in got
2: the a release works, date. It's in the works. They're trying to uh, trying to lock people down. We mentioned it earlier. Predators back. It's Back. Shane Black.
0: Well, it's been back and it came back badly. Predator versus Alien. There's been Predator predators, versus Aliens, which was predators. the Predators. Uh, Adrian Brody Adrian Brody
2: Yeah That wasn't Uh, It it? was a bit of a disappointment Wasn't it It was directed by Robert Rodriguez You know We were set on an alien planet We were promised You know In the title Multiple Predators I think there was four Uh, And one of them got blown up pretty quick It was a bit of a disappointment But Predators back Um, What's the spin? spin? We don't know anything yet We don't know anything yet A poster has been published We know that Shane Black's involved Obviously He's described it as an inventive sequel and as far as the writer's concerned, he said, why start over? Uh, it's written by Fred Decker. Why start over? Why reboot when there's such this sort of rich mythology to mine? Nice. Let's just get cracking. Let's get back to it.
0: Well, that was a prime example. We used to read a bit of the fan books. Do you remember those? I just, yeah, 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 books. yeah, yeah, what was yeah, yeah. It? it was called Urban Jungle? Predator
2: yeah. in, the, in the City. There was a lot. They were the good books, actually, were the Alien and Predator ones. There were some really, really good yeah,
0: ones. I remember those. I was too young to be reading them and they used to terrify me. <laughs> used to steal them from your bedroom. And read, yeah, Predator running around, people being... These men were not killed, they were skinned alive! Go! <laughs>
2: there you go.
0: That was my Arnie. Also starting filming in April is
2: the new Justice League film, which is DC's answer to The Avengers. Jesus. What's it going to be like? What do you reckon? Of course, Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice, comes out in March. We are yeah. but a few weeks away. The oh. uh, most recent trailer came out uh, a week or so ago. I have to say... It doesn't look too bad in that trailer. They seem to have, you well, know... Well, Batman vs Superman... Yep. Yeah. The new trailer now looks good. The new trailer, they seem to have healed the wounds of old. It's what, looking shown all right. Less? There's how a lot... Can, there, how, is there how
0: many more bits can they they've show They've shown about a lot film? less
2: of the actual story, but they've shown a lot more of Batman... Being Kicking hard. people's head in, left, really? right and centre. I don't know. Good. I've got mixed feelings. I'm going to go and see it. So what's... Hang on. So Justice League is different to a Suicide Squad... Justice League is indeed different to Suicide Squad. Those it. We've, we've got it. Superman, we've got Aquaman, the Flash, we've got Cyborg, I believe Wonder Woman showing up. And I think the trouble is that the Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU has spent years and years and years and years establishing these characters in yeah. the public's mind, started with Iron Man way back when. They spent a lot of time developing these characters and knitting this universe together they've done it TV shows How done are the going film. To do it? DC's coming straight in they're jumping in the deep end both feet first who's making it? Zach Snyder really? yeah who's directing of course Batman vs Superman so he's, he's taking, gone He's gone. For Josh Joss Joss Whedon exactly
0: he's the new Josh Whedon for DC what's well, it going to be like? well we just need to see what Batman vs Superman's like and then we need to see what um, Suicide Squad's like I suppose I'm quite looking forward to that I, think that's going to be all right. I am now, yeah. yeah. yeah look,
2: it's jam packed for people I've never heard of before in my entire life, but uh, Margot Robbie's in it, and that's enough for me. It looks funny. The bits i seen on the
0: trailer look quite funny.
2: I think it'll be alright. I'm interested to see what Jared Leto is going to do with The Joker. Yeah, that'd be good. It's going to be tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, I'm excited about that. That's good. Other exciting films that I'm excited about um, Number 10, Cloverfield Street. Yeah, that would be good. Well, Cloverfield was one of my favourite films films yeah 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 um, J. J. a lot I of people Abrams. don't like candid camera style films candid camera that's found what, footage is It's always yeah found i love footage. them. i love them there's a load of it's, it's well, good because you it's can make mine. a quite cheap movie can't you using that but well no, well,
2: well 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 no that's the you know the idea that you can use the whole sort of found footage genre to cover a multitude of things do it good, isn't it? it's hard it's very hard to do it good um what did it I what think,
0: was first Blair Project which kept me up for two weeks straight yeah 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 you too I don't it, think I? it was the first but it was the first popular one it was one, the first one that smashed that it that used the
2: idea of you know that finding it footage. was actually found footage that this was real there was a very intelligent marketing campaign yeah. that went along with it way back in the day
0: the birth of the internet was kind of the first film to really yeah, yeah, yeah. hammer the internet and use forums and stuff and multimedia online marketing um which was like people were actually going out to the woods they filed actual missing people's report didn't they it looked like these people were actually they missing. did
2: they filmed with uh, real local people some of them plants some of them real wow um, it was barely scripted uh, a lot of the times the actors didn't know what they were doing the directors <laughs> actually left script notes in the woods for them to find and then would then terrorise them, them at night. So a lot of time when they're sleeping in the tent, it's actually the directors running around, screaming and shouting, banging Kicking the inside of the tent, tent, tent and running around. And the poor old actors don't really have a clue what's going on.
0: And as a result, I mean, it was it was quite hard to watch in the sense that you wanted desperately for them to just turn to the left so you could see what was going on. But I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. It was bloody brilliant. And then after that, there was some, so there's loads of like, it's the classic sort of What's thr- What's free to, uh, to, to watch on Amazon Prime or uh, Netflix? And there's loads of these sort of a lot of horror movies. There's like that Zombie Diaries one was uh, was handheld cameras. Um, there's like look you know, quite a few good scary. You can do good scary ones. Yeah, there was a couple of I good mean. British ones. The Borderlands, which was made yeah. by a friend of mine. Well, Troll Hunters, That's Troll right. Hunter was fantastic. Yeah, that was good. Oh, you can smell you. You're a Christian. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and then um, and then Cloverfield obviously. And so what um. Uh, what was quite exciting he, was the fact that it was kind of JJ, um, at it's popping up sort of out of nowhere, and that fantastic trailer just hit the internet of a boom. Well, he was known for his TV
2: ta- work. He'd done Alias. He'd done uh, Lost, of Lost. course. Yeah, he yeah. Was- yeah.
0: But no one knew that he was making this film and he just produced Cloverfield out of nowhere.
2: And yeah, do you follow the same sort of tact with 10 Cloverfields? Exactly, uh, yeah. So that's kind of... And that trailer
0: is bloody brilliant and I think he's now been... So the word Cloverfield is in the title as you think, hang on a minute. Is this Cloverfield 2? Which it's not, but he has described it as a blood brother of the film yeah so well there's something outside of
2: the bunker isn't there it's john goodman it all looks like happy families yeah yeah suddenly it's not you think that he's the villain she's screaming to get out actually don't open the door don't open the door don't go out there whatever you do don't open it (laughs) there's something happening
0: yeah i'm really excited about that that's going to be wicked um there's also uh high rise seen a trailer for that Mm. I saw just the uh, the early teaser trailer uh, that sort of made it look like an advert for the Tower Block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Hiddleston. Oh, the new trailer is very good. It's kind of got a Clockwork Orange type sort of dream sequence. People covered in paint, loud music with slow motion footage, and it's uh, it's kind of futuristic because they're in this Tower Block, but then these sort of outfits look very sort of sixties and seventies, seventies not sixties. So it's kind of messy. I don't really know what time frame you're meant to be in, uh, which was done brilliantly in. Or it follows, yeah. which was one of the best horror movies of last year. That that was good because you didn't really know when it was set, what was going on. It was just creepy music and cool stuff going on. Um, so yeah, it's good to be excited about films that are coming out that aren't superhero related. Although I do like those. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I haven't seen any bloody Oscar nominated films. No, really I just watching. go, I go,
2: I go for the low hanging fruit.
0: You just go for the for the easy to catch fish. Yeah. Yeah, that was coined <laughs> that was coined last week if coined. you didn't hear it that was good all right well look we want to I want to talk to you as well guys about um we've got a really exciting backyard cinema event happening uh very soon it is in a nutshell it's Basil Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet screened in a beautiful church accompanied by a live choir um it's a it's a show that we did last year um for a couple of nights And uh, it was so popular and we were inundated with people that wanted it back that we're doing it again this time round. And we're doing it for, uh, we're doing 14 shows of it. And we we put the tickets on sale last week and uh, they've actually sold out already. Really? (laughs) It's been about seven days. Good Lord. And we've sold them all out. which is um, So we're in the process now of uh, putting together some more dates for it because it was such a fantastic film. um, Such a fantastic show that we put on. I'm really excited about it. So we actually dressed the church to look like the final scene. Um, and when the choir accompanied the songs in the film, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty heart-wrenching. It's exciting. You, you enjoyed Powerful it last stuff. year, Nick, I'm sure. I when loved it. It
2: was absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah. Did, did you come to that one? Yeah. Yeah. What, did you, what was your favourite
2: bit about it? I liked the singing. Which song? Uh, the one at the end. The
0: one at the end? Yeah. The, you, you didn't the, come, uh, did, did you? Fish tank. You didn't come. I did. You didn't come. I didn't come. Then. You didn't come. <laughs> my own brother. My own brother didn't come to the gig. Why didn't you come? Too busy?
2: Uh, the, the tickets didn't arrive in the post. The mm. VIP tickets didn't seem to Mom arrive. Mum and Dad came. Well, I lent my face to the promotional material.
1: <laughs> no, you didn't,
0: did you? Yes. How? I was a choir boy. Oh, yes, you did. Yes, of course. The photo shoot that we did to advertise it. Cause it's quite hard when you do a pop-up um, event you need to try and sell tickets and show people what it's going to be like, but you haven't built it. So all of our events we build from scratch. So whether it was zombie apocalypse or whether it was um, a town hall hotel with the sort of Michelin star food and stuff that we did, um, or this time around Romeo and Juliet, it's very hard to portray exactly what you're doing. So we did quite a cool little photo shoot with Romeo and Juliet there, us watching in seats, and we represented the choir with my brother and his fiance dressed yes. up as choir boys and girls and it was quite fun to see that in the paper recently And your gleaming red face. It was lovely. <laughs> Excited to be part of that At last, at um, last. But look, if you are interested in that gig, um, which we hope you are because it was really good when we did it last time, you can go on the website at the moment, backyardcinema.co.uk, and you can uh, join the waiting list for when we release these new dates. Um, we've just got a couple of things to iron out first with venues and stuff to make sure that we can definitely do it. And when we do, it'll be well worth it. So if you go on that list, you'll be the first to be told about it and you'll get a chance a few days before everyone else, all the muggle-borns, to get your ticket straight <laughs> away, which will be, which is really good. So you should come down to that. Bring your girlfriend. She'll love it. Uh, that's a perfect one to bring your girlfriend to. Or, or your boyfriend. Or your boyfriend. Or your mum. Or your mum. Or your dad. Auntie. We had a couple that drove Donk. from South Wales last year to come and see it. Mother and daughter. They heard it on Radio Two, Joe Wiley's show, and they came from South Wales, which oh. filled my heart with joy. Good old Joe. Yes, thank you, Joe. Yeah, she liked it. Um All right guys, well, look, I think that is it for us. Um It's over already. But- <laughs> it's over already. Number two. I know. We've well, done we saw- a number two. It feels like it was double the length because it took so it long stinks. to make the microphones. So anyway, thank you for joining us for the second episode of Yardcast. This is our bi-weekly podcast. We'll be giving it to you Thursdays every two weeks, although don't help me to that because it depends on what else is going on and whether Nick has actually seen any films because he's too busy. Don't count on it. No, <laughs> I will. I will. And we'll, we'll Maybe have we some can more. put it
2: through some sort of business expense.
0: Yes, definitely. I can probably help you with that, actually. Oh, fantastic. But we'll, um, we'll work on getting some more interviews as well um, with filmmakers, other stuff that we're doing, exclusive all that sort of stuff as well. Um, you can contact us. People did last week and it was actually quite good. Um, correct us if we're wrong, which could happen a few times. But you can you can tweet us at, uh, at uh, yard underscore cast and you can send us an email at yardcast.no, yardcast at backyardcinema.co.uk. There we go. Professional to you know, the that end. That works. All right, cool. Well, look, that's it. Over and out. Goodbye, Nick. In a bit. Bye.
1: Not a tumor. Bueller. Bueller.